0: So who's going to get cut? That's what everybody wants to know in advance of today's 4 p.m. NFL deadline to set rosters at 53, and yet here I am wondering who's going to get added instead, because that seems just a little bit more important. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, where you found this. The wide receivers are the group that most people are focused on, and that's understandable considering how deep they are. Now they're not as deep as they would have been had it not been for the season-ending injury to Anthony Miller. And then not as major, but the preseason long absence of Calvin Austin, the third. That brings the decision down, obviously, by two guys. I believe Austin's going to end up on IR. So if you're keeping six, and that's a pretty safe presumption, considering that it's it can be five, but most teams go with six, and the Steelers most recently have gone to six, that you'd be looking at I mean, the obvious three starters, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, Gunnar Olszewski, I think Miles Boykin is going to make the team. And then you come down to Steven Sims, who has looked kind of like Austin Light or Gunner Light, if you will, and, and occasionally has been able to spring himself for some nice plays. The key decision here is going to be whether or not Austin gets put on IR. I think he should be. I, I don't know how you just all of a sudden dress him and throw him out there against the Bengals. That doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, and here's another one, and you're not expecting this one to come up, but the defensive line. And yeah, I know, I was there whenever those guys got ripped apart last year. But I also know that if you keep six guys at this position, that somebody that you don't want to lose is going to get lost. Cam Hayward, obviously, Tyson Alualu, Larry Ogunjobi are your most likely. Three guys, depending on the package that you use out there. Of course, Wormley, I know a lot of people are down on him, but he did have seven sacks last year. Isaiah Loudermilk hasn't been available much lately due to injury, but they think the world of him in terms of a run stopper. And then there's DeMarvin Leal, who really, really impressed me, in particular Sunday against the Lions. That's six right there. And the guy that's being left out is Montravius Adams, who's been gone for weeks now with an ankle injury, he's getting close to returning. But here again, like the Austin situation, are you going to just throw him out there against the Bengals, even if it's in a supplementary role? I can't see that. So I think you're going to see more than anything the Steelers face decisions related to the IR as opposed to who gets cut. now. Now, let's talk additions. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. See, the real reason I can't get worked up about... Roster Cuts Day is that I'm looking at too many positions here where it's really obvious. I mean, painfully obvious that Omar Khan and Mike Tomlin need to find help. So what'll be way more interesting than who the Steelers cut will be who other teams cut, who comes available. And the most common thing this time of year In NFL land is for people to say in advance, Oh, you're never going to get somebody cut somebody of that position that you need or someone of that kind of pedigree. And then the day actually happens and you're floored by at least five or six of them somewhere. You know what I'm talking about? Well, in this case, let's start with the super obvious one and that's offensive line. Now there isn't a team anywhere. I can say this one safely, that's going to cut a starting left tackle or even a potential starting left tackle. But that wouldn't stop me from attempting to upgrade at every single possible position up front. No exceptions to that. Yeah, I know how much they're getting paid, but I also know how they've played. I'd be looking very, very hard at the O-line to say the very least. What about running back? Remember when we were all, oh, yeah, RB2, RB2. You got to find an RB2. It can't be anybody that's on the current roster. They're not going to get anybody. Undrafted free agents aren't going to make it. Well, guess what? Jalen Warren has apparently become RB2, and you don't hear people discussing it as much. But the running back position is probably the one that's the most likely to produce two or three of those surprises that I just referenced. And you'd absolutely want to keep Your eyes open there. And now the big one outside linebacker. I, you know, I've talked a lot about it on this show that we're still waiting to see any semblance of depth behind TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. But when you see the preseason finale come along, Highsmith still isn't on the field, and TJ goes limping off of it. And you're picturing a defense that's got Derek Tuska and Hamil Carreshed as your starters. Uh, 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 this is just, this is the one, really. I, I'm not going to suggest that outside linebacker is the most dire position of need, but only because TJ still exists and Highsmith still exists. From a depth standpoint, from a pure depth standpoint, this one looks like a borderline desperate need. Actually, eliminate the borderline. It is desperate. This is the one where the Steelers really have to do their scouring. And if there's anyone, can't state this strongly enough, anyone who's even a modest upgrade... Over Tusco or Rashad or anyone else in their fold, you gotta go for it. This this has to be incremental depth improvements, and please spare me any of the whole. All they'd have to learn the playbook or whatever. These are edge rushers. All they have to do is pin their ears back and go kill quarterbacks. That's it. So that's that's what I'm actually. I'm gonna go right on the record right now and say that tomorrow's show, tomorrow's episode of Daily Shot of Steelers, will be led by the glorious and voluminous additions that Khan and Tomlin have made to this Ross, or when we come back, J1Q. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar, they're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park Today's J1Q comes from Craig who asks DK, can you describe a realistic scenario for the coming season where Kenny Pickett does not get elevated to starting quarterback? Well, the key word in your question there is realistic because that's something that I'm going to take beyond, hey, the obvious answer is Mitch Trubisky plays really, really well. Okay, great. Mitch is the quarterback. Kenny isn't. End of answer. Except that I don't know how realistic that is because of the offensive line. I know. I know. You're tired of hearing me talk about the offensive line. But none of this other stuff matters, with all due respect to your question, Craig. It just doesn't. Because if the offensive line doesn't block, the quarterback's not going to be any good. If the offensive line doesn't block, Najee Harris is going to get wasted for a second consecutive season. If the offensive line doesn't block, the wide receivers won't be able to catch passes because their quarterback, in this case Trubisky, will be horizontal all the time. This is the problem. And this is why I can't reasonably sit here and forecast success for any individual who's a member of this offense because it's all got to work together. So Mitch might not matter. And Kenny wouldn't matter. But to answer your question, for Kenny to not start, This season, at all, 17 games, even setting aside the injury factor, what would have to happen is that this offensive line would have to get its act together. Or different parts would come in and replace certain people. If that were to happen, then you could set up Mitch to run a reasonably decent NFL offense. And if the Steelers experience some overall success through what I think we're all hoping, at least, will be a dynamic defense, then you've got something. And then you've got a situation where a guy steps up as, if not the team leader, then certainly a team leader, meaning Mitch. He's armed for that sort of thing. He has the personality. Man, if you're Mike Tomlin, imagine the fuss if you take him out. You know, one bad game is going to get people in Pittsburgh going, Kenny, 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 you know that. It might just be one bad pass that makes that happen. But the longer Mitch were to go on and have success, the more it would become difficult for the people whose opinions on the football team matter, meaning, you know, the people who run it, to make any kind of a change. So, you say realistic, Craig, and I say how realistic do you think it is that they can solve this offensive line? I don't know. Dan Moore wasn't this bad last year. I don't know what to think of the left tackle being as absolutely abysmal as he's been through the preseason. That's kind of a big problem. That's the quarterback's blind side. So I I, I really... It, it sounds like I keep punting on this stuff, but I'm not. It, it just has to come to this. And you know what? If and when it does, you know where to come for the victory lap because it's going to happen right here, right here on this show. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.